State of the NOS podcast. This is the freeway entrance. I'm Dusty Baker. Normally, Derek Johnson is merging along with me, but this week and for next week, too, he will actually be on a completely different highway. He is all the way out in Germany enjoying his life out there. Uh, He's still finding a way to keep up with baseball at this time, but he will not be on this podcast until he returns back to the United States. So I'm solo for this week. We'll see what happens as far as the following week. But for the week of June the 25th, we have a lot to talk about, especially with the All-Star Game. For our fielder's choice, I'm going to go right into my picks. If it was just the NL West, who are our All-Stars at this time, position to position? And so I'll start off right at the top. It's going to be at catcher. It is pretty much not a competition, in my opinion, And when it comes down to it. It is Will Smith at catcher for the L.A. Dodgers. Dalton Varsho, I would give some consideration there as well, but Will Smith has been really on fire of late, and he's starting to come back to the piece that, you know, you can kind of expect from him moving forward too. So he's coming off a very solid season last year. It looks like he's back on track, and he is my pick for the all-star catcher. At first base, this is a really tough one. You basically narrow it down right here to Freddie Freeman and to C.J. Crow. Now, with that in mind, let's just say I'm going to stick with one at this time. Who's had the better overall season? Well, you could argue at the start of the year it was C.J. Crone, but now as an overall body of work, you kind of have to go with Freddie Freeman with the way he's been hitting, especially of late. He's been the hottest hitter in baseball over the last week. Heading into the day of recording, three home runs, 11 RBIs, two doubles, hitting 462. That's an on-base percentage he's featured of 517, slugging 962 so he's just been on an absolute tear when you look at players names when you look at the value of what an all-star is considering this is at Dodger Stadium as well not only is Will Smith going to be a starter in this consideration it's also going to be Freddie Freeman for me at first base but we're not counting out CJ Crone just yet I'll explain why in just a moment moving on though to second base Not a lot of great talent overall here in the NL West, specifically looking across the league. uh, You would probably say that most of the guys at this position have kind of played a little bit down their potential. That would be Cronenworth, who, of course, has not been as great as he was last year. He's shown up a little bit lately, but he's not my pick at this position. I think I'm going to go with Cattell Marte, who's had the best body of work, especially lately. It's a lot of what you've done for me lately, and uh, I love what I've seen from him. Um, He's one of the doubles leaders in the MLB right now at this time and as long as he can stay healthy he's my pick for second base at shortstop this is a pretty easy pick right here for the Padres specifically they have Fernando Tatis Jr. still listed despite the fact he hasn't even played in a game so in my honest opinion you shouldn't have an all-star if they haven't played a game how about a guy that has played a game in quite a few of them and is still one of the league leaders in hits and runs scored? How about he's stealing bases still at a pretty decent rate? That would be the Dodgers shortstop, Trey Turner. So in this initial list that I've created right now, we have Will Smith, we have Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner, three of the four starters I listed. They are L.A. Dodgers, the other being Cattell Marte. I promise you that's not how it's going to stay, and it all starts here at third base for the San Diego Padres. While Tatis is out, 
There's a guy that's been an MVP candidate throughout the entire regular season thus far. That would be Manny Machado, who's just put up video game numbers so far. Uh, and I love what I've seen from him this year. He's stepped up in a big way, especially with Tatis out of the lineup. He has been a little bit shaken up over the last week due to an injury. It sounds like he's going to be okay, though. Even though the ankle injury seems serious initially, it sounds like he may actually avoid the IL. If he avoids the IL, he's a pretty clear third base winner for me in the NL West. And honestly, there's not really a candidate that stands out otherwise against that position. Now, I know with the All-Star game, they will list simply outfield, 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 kind of like how it is in fantasy baseball. I'm going to actually go specifically to left field, center field, and right field. We'll start in left field, and this is probably one of the easier choices. San Francisco Giants get some representation here. Jock Peterson has just been so good this season, and rightfully so. He gets this all-star nomination. He is the power hitter that they've needed all year long. Lately, he's been hitting well. On the season, he's hit 16 bombs heading into the day. 271 average is really what stands out to me, though. The fact that he's actually hitting for average, he's hitting with runners in scoring position as well. He has been a force in that Giants lineup that really hasn't had a chance to stay healthy, so he is my pick there in left field center fields where I struggled the most maybe of any position because quite frankly it's just not that strong and also the listings for the all-star game are a little bit bizarre as well so jerks and profar is classified as an outfielder in these all-star votes now he's not a center fielder of course that's where Grisham plays but I think Profar has a pretty decent candidacy to be able to be an all-star at that position however I'm going to give it to the guy who actually does play center field and that would be Charlie Blackman he's had a pretty decent resurgence this season the Rockies need a little bit of representation as well in this team and so for that reason considering there's not really many better options Cody Bellinger's had a bit of a down year and you look at the Giants constant rotation as well there's not really a face there the Diamondbacks still don't really have consistency when it comes to what their depth chart looks like so I'm handing it to Charlie Blackman and finally right field a pretty easy choice here it's yet another LA Dodger Mookie Betts he's had a career year he's had an MVP type season at the start he kind of fell off a little bit in June he has been injured however though has an injured rib we'll get more to that in a second but I still have to take him over anybody else he is by far the choice no doubt about it and uh, he is probably the best player on this list at this time this season so finally the DH now I mentioned that Freddie Freeman was my first base pick it really was was a toss-up, if you will, because C.J. Crone has been so good this year. C.J. Crone is my choice to be my DH. I think he's the guy that's the best hitter available that has not been picked in my current selection at this time. However, he's not listed in the actual portal for voting as a DH. So for the guys that are listed as DH at this time, it's probably Luke Voigt that stands out the most to me at that. However, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. My starting lineup will be catcher Will Smith, first base Freddie Freeman, second base Cattell Marte, shortstop Trey Turner, third base Manny Machado, left field Jock Peterson, center field Charlie Blackman, right field Mookie Betts. My DH is CJ Crone. So for starting pitchers, I actually think that there's two guys in the NL West that could potentially start this actual all-star game, not just for my little format here of NL West only guys. I think these two may actually be the best candidates to start out the all-star game. And it would be Joe Musgrove, who has had a Cy Young type season. He looks like the Cy young leader as well as Tony Gonsolin who just continues to roll along right now if you have to point to one or the other and it's really challenging to do so but you kind of got to give a little bit of a lead to Joe Musgrove just basically on the body of work as a whole has been absolutely insane he's eight and one on the season a 2-1-2 ERA 
868k per nine is a little lower than you'd think from him but his quality start number at 12 that is pretty impressive tony gonsolin though has a real argument at this time because he's nine and oh on the season he has 64 k's and 68 innings his er rate is at 1.58 i think the dominance factor and the more consistent starts for musgrove is the reason why i turn to him tony gonsolin has only seven quality starts but if you want to go off the pure numbers of what i just analyzed right there you have a real strong argument for Tony Gonsolin. You also have a strong argument for Tyler Anderson to be part of this all-star team. And if Clayton Kershaw can stay healthy, you may have three LA Dodgers that are involved at that time. The San Francisco Giants don't necessarily have the lead starter, if you will, but I do think that Carlos Rodon has a chance to really be an impact in this all-star game. He would be a part of my rotation as well. The Diamondbacks also have a piece. How about a guy that was maybe at least at some point in time, an early Cy Young candidate and uh, he may have dropped off a little bit, but I still love what I've seen from Zach Gallon this season, a 2.92 ERA, only a 101 whip. He's really impressive as well. So that's my list of all-stars for the NL West version only. We're going to go through our high Ted headlines here, and then we are going to finish by looking at where the rest of the league stands right here. First of all, the Dodgers. They have Andrew Heaney on the IL with a shoulder strain yet again. He goes to the 15-day IL. That'll hurt the rotation, who's already missing Walker Buehler. He was sent to the 60-day IL after arthroscopic elbow surgery. They removed a bone spur from him. He has a flexor strain. He's out two to three months at a minimum. Caleb Ferguson. Also sent to the 15-day IL. The biggest news, though, has to be Mookie Betts sent to the 10-day IL. I mentioned he has a cracked rib. That really hurt the Dodgers. So they had to go out and make a move. They acquired Trace Thompson from the Detroit Tigers. So far, so good for the Dodgers with that acquisition as well. They wanted a guy that could platoon in the outfield. The Padres, they are reportedly interested in Luis Castillo, according to John Heyman. They have a fairly decent rotation, but can never have enough pitching. They also recalled C.J. Abrams. They have Manny Machado with the ankle sprain so they needed some depth there at shortstop Abrams has been hitting really well I'm still pushing for SD Yuri Ruiz to come up too because he's been absolutely unbelievable in the Padres system and finally Mike Clevenger is activated for the rotation for the Giants they made a really underrated move they acquired Willie Calhoun from the Texas Rangers in exchange for Steven Duggar well, at one point in time Willie Calhoun a top prospect with the LA Dodgers was exchanged for you Darvish in the 2017 season and Calhoun just really never got it going he has had some injury issues as well but he may be a subtle solid pick for the San Francisco Giants I really like that move for San Francisco low risk high reward opportunity he's only 27 years old they also placed Luis Gonzalez on the 10-day IL with a lower back strain at this time he's been on fire for the most part so that's kind of a tough loss for them in turn they recalled Donovan Walton a 28 year old who will return back to the league in place don't expect him to stay on the MLB roster when Gonzalez returns Anthony DiSclefani returning from the 60-day IL. That's a pretty big news for the rotation, but so is Alex Cobb returning as well. I love those two moves for San Francisco. They finally can get the rotation a little more solidified here and moving forward. Also, one really underrated move. It seems like San Fran's got a lot of them. They claimed your mean Mark Mercedes from the Chicago White Sox. He will head to AAA. Remember, at one point, he was the hottest hitter in baseball before that much. He is still on a rehab assignment for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Cattell Marte suffered a grade one lateral hamstring strain so at least it was the least 
possible damage that he could suffer. It seems like he's going to be okay moving forward. That's the only news, though, out of Arizona's camp. So with that, we're going to cruise the coast right now, taking a look at the MLB standings in the NL West. The Dodgers heading into the day of recording, which we are recording on Friday here. They have themselves a one-game lead. At one point, the Padres actually had taken over that division at one point. But the Dodgers have retaken it. They're 43-25. and They're 6-4 and in their last 10. For the San Diego Padres, they're just one game behind. They're 6-4 and as well in their last 10 at 44-28. and The Giants, 38-31. and They're still in playoff contention easily right now. 5-5 five and five in their last 10, though. They've had a bit of a high and low. The Diamondbacks have started to really falter. 4-6 and six in their last 10. 32-39. and 39, Seven games under 500. And finally, the Colorado Rockies showing that they do look like a last place team. They are 30-40. and 40. They are 4-6 and six in their last 10. They are 14 back of the LA Dodgers. And for the Dodgers, they are coming off a very successful couple of days. They swept the Cincinnati Reds in three games just previously. However, they had dropped a series two games out of three at home to the Guardians. So that was a nice response from them against another Ohio team. For them in the future, they will have the Braves here as Freddie Freeman returning to Atlanta. He had an emotional debut uh, on the day of recording. This is exactly what happened there. So keeping an eye on Freddie Freeman, how he fares over the weekend, that is going to be fun to watch. Has the Braves on the road in Atlanta for Britain? for three games and then the Rockies are for another three in Colorado before the Dodgers head back home and face the San Diego Padres for the Padres they are coming off a stretch in which they faced a really weird schedule is the best way to put it they went to Chicago they swept the Cubs in four games they went to Colorado they got swept by the Rockies in three games then they went home faced the Diamondbacks they swept the Diamondbacks in three games then they faced the Phillies in the first of what was a four game series at home losing the first game at the time of recording they have not started yet they're on a trend right now to get swept. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's probably not going to actually happen, but it is a little bizarre, the trends. It just shows the Padres are still really needing Manny Machado back in the lineup. And once again, I'm saying, Estieri Ruiz, call him up. He's going to be a great move if he gets called up. The San Francisco Giants coming off a stretch in which they went to Pittsburgh. They took two of three from the Pittsburgh Pirates before then facing the Atlanta Braves on the road in a four-game series, and they dropped three of four against the Braves. That was a tough series for them. So now they were turn back home they will face the Cincinnati Reds here for a three-game series over the weekend before having the Detroit Tigers at home as well and that will be only a two-game stretch before having the White Sox come to town the following weekend for a three-game stretch the Arizona Diamondbacks coming off a series against the Twins and also against the Padres I mentioned that the Padres swept the Diamondbacks in three games. Well, just prior to that, how about beating the Twins two games out of three, a first-place caliber team? That's what the Diamondbacks did. So don't completely count them out just yet. They're just kind of getting their bearings straight. They now have the Tigers at home for three games. Then they face the Padres, a team that just swept them for two at home before going on the road to Colorado. And speaking of Colorado, we look at what they've done over the last couple weeks here. First of all, they were swept in three games at home against the Guardians. Then they swept the Padres at home. Then they go and face the Marlins on the road, and they get swept by the Marlins in three games. So it seems like we have this sweeping trend right now in the NL West. 
pretty unbelievable to watch these trends at this time. Currently, the Rockies on the road in Minneapolis taking on the Twins. After that, they will head back home. They will take on the L.A. Dodgers for three games before taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, with that in mind, we have arrived at our freeway exits. And uh, at this time, I think the biggest thing to keep an eye on is all-star voting. Where will these NOS players go? And out of the list that I named, I think there's a few of those guys that really will have a chance to be starters or at the very least crack the all-star roster. But until next week, one more week without Derek Johnson merging with me, we give him a little recognition. Thank you, Derek, for all you do. We miss you on the show. Can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. But with that, that is all we have for the State of the NL West podcast for June the 25th. On behalf of Just Baseball, I'm Dusty Baker. Join me again next week as we break down the happenings here on the Best Coast.